Thank you so much for listening. If you want more great episodes like this one, subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, or wherever you listen, and be sure to share with someone who could also benefit from this information. And if you want to learn more about how I can help you stop normalizing your symptoms and start optimizing your experience, head to BriannaVegas.com or find me on Instagram at BriannaVegasCoaching. Hey, welcome back. Last week we talked about how you can leverage your cycle to lean into all of the holiday traditions and actually enjoy the process. But today I want to talk about another type of holiday prep because often what comes with the twinkly lights and the gifts and the trees is disruption of our routines, eating way more dessert than we're used to, eating comfort foods that is not part of our normal diet, staying up late, traveling, extra stress, especially if you're hosting holiday events. And all of this is not the best recipe for hormone support. And the point of this episode is to really validate that that's okay. The goal is not to walk you through like, here are the only ways that you can participate, the only things you can eat, or the only way that you can indulge or only indulge a little bit. Instead, I want to give you the knowledge that you need to make intentional choices along with some hacks to make it feel like less of a trade-off between feeling good and being fully present in the holiday parties and festivities. And first to kind of highlight like why this is important and why it matters to be thinking about your cycle as you go through these things. Like you may have experienced this yourself. It's late periods, worse um, symptoms, but this is not just like November and December. It's actually super common in January because of having like two full months of additional stressors and shifts in the routine and diet and all of these things that can spill over into the new year, which can then impact your expectations for starting the new year fresh, starting the new year, like hitting the ground running with new year's resolutions and all of that stuff. So having this understanding of how to support your hormones as best as you can through this process without becoming obsessive about it or feeling like you can't eat anything or you can't go anywhere can not only help you to enjoy the holiday season, but send you into the new year with more realistic expectations on yourself and like that readiness to to support that recovery even into the new year. This is where tracking the phases of your cycle with your social calendar really comes into play. Because when you can see when in your month all these parties, events, travel, like all that stuff is happening, it can really inform how you want to go about participating and not just participating, but how you set up the recovery that's needed from an event. And keeping in mind that luteal and menstrual phases are more sensitive phases, meaning that indulging in more alcohol or more sugar, staying up later, putting your body under additional stress is going to have a bigger impact on how you feel. Whereas follicular and ovulatory, we're a little bit more resilient. 
our immune system's more resilient, our body is less on edge, we're already feeling more social. So the sooner you can get those on your calendar and see where things fall, the easier it is, again, to make intentional choices. And so today I'm going to talk to you about five key things to think about for hormone support and recovery during the holiday season and ways that you can incorporate into the process so it doesn't feel weird or like an extra thing. So the first is blood sugar stabilization. And this will be especially important during luteal and menstrual phase, which we talked about is a little bit more sensitive. We're hungrier. Our serotonin levels are a little bit lower. So keeping our blood sugar stable will keep our mood stable as well. So if you're thinking about these big events, don't skip meals in preparation for a big dinner like Thanksgiving. Have a snack. Sign up to bring the appetizer. Sign up to bring something that you know that you can snack on before that meal is ready to keep you stable. You can also have a snack at home. Back when my husband and I were in corporate and there would be, you know, the the holiday party and you never know what food they're going to be serving. You never know if you're getting like real food or it's these like tiny hors d'oeuvres that's just like not in any way enough. So going into that with a plan of like, okay, I'm going to make sure that I put this base layer down at home just in case. And when planning what that snack is going to be, you can think about creating like mini meals. So a smaller portion, but that still has a fat protein carb and keeping those to pretty regular intervals. So not going more than five hours without eating. And especially in that like premenstrual week where appetite is at its highest, like keeping that closer to that three hour range is going to be super helpful. So the second key thing to be thinking about is hydration. Okay, like this is one that we know, but it is really valuable. And again, especially in those sensitive phases of your cycle. And I think with hydration, it's really important to get really honest with yourself on like how good you are at this. I think a lot of people think that they're more cognizant of it than they are in the moment. If you know you're going to be at a party where it's like, yeah, like I'm going in and like I know I'm going to have a few drinks and just enjoy myself. Great. Are you going to remember to have water in between those? Do you want to be keeping up with it? If not, like start early eating more vegetables and fruits that have a higher water content. Um, You can have some electrolytes before you go, like anything to help boost that hydration. The third thing is detoxing or another way is supporting your liver, which is responsible not only for detoxing the alcohol, but also clearing out excess estrogen. So taking this into account, not just in the sensitive phases, but in follicular and ovulatory where estrogen levels are higher and you want to set yourself up to not go into luteal with any kind of estrogen dominance for that cycle. And the best way to help your body to do this is to make sure that you're getting vitamins and minerals and those micronutrients. And you can do this through supplementation, um, but you can also incorporate this into the festivities with the food that you're eating. So whether you're the host or you're attending, thinking about what you're providing in the meal. Like yes, have all of those like comfort foods, those feel good holiday foods, but then think about what veggies are you including? What salads are you making? So focusing on those greens like Brussels, broccoli, kale, and if you want to get real fancy, finding a way to incorporate microgreens if 
So it can be like an actual dish that you bring, but it can also be like what recipes are you already making and what can you add to it? For example, things like garlic, onion, leeks, which is part of the onion family, are like detox superfoods. And not only does it make your dish better, it tastes amazing, but you're adding in some of those micronutrients that are going to help support your body. Another superfood in terms of detoxing are avocados. And not that you need another excuse to eat some guac, but the combo of the avocados, the garlic, the cilantro are so good for you, so good for detoxing. And another way that you can add in a little like detox boost into something that you're probably already doing by adding in some fresh berries to either the charcuterie board or a dessert that you're making. So there's just so many ways that you can incorporate these like highly nutritious foods that are going to help your body do what it needs to do to keep your hormones balanced and stable into the meals that you're already making, the foods that you're already eating, and it doesn't have to be this extra step. The fourth key thing to be thinking about is sleep. And sleep is so important for recovery and knowing that in those more sensitive phases like luteal menstrual, your body's going to want more rest. Just factoring it in and being aware of that can be so helpful. One, it can help you decide like when you go to an event, how long do I actually want to stay and like what's my out if I need one to leave? But also just recognizing that like if you're traveling, if you're doing these things and you know that you're in a phase where you need more sleep, being conscious of what is on your vacation calendar. Are you building in time to rest? Are you building in time to do more chill, relaxed activities? Or are you just like packing the calendar, go, go, go? And then the final one is stress. Obviously, the holidays are full of triggers. Stress happens. You may feel activated. Like that's just a normal part of life to to shift between more activated states of our nervous system to calmer, more at ease states. But where the cycle comes in is that knowing the phase you're in for a particular situation that you know may have more triggers for you personally helps you to know how much you can handle. And again, this gives you the power to be intentional about your choices. Do I attend? For how long? At what point do I say that I no longer want to be in this situation and I'm going to remove myself? And how can you create a plan if things do escalate? If you get to a place where you're so stressed out that it's just like not, it's not fun, it's not enjoyable, it's not even maybe a healthy situation. And especially, you know, if you're going into like family situations or work situations that you know, you can use this information to know what those signals will be from your body that you're done. And it allows you to plan for that like escape route, so to speak. So it's not just the excuse for leaving early. It's also the, the plan of like, okay, if I leave before food is served, what am I eating after? Especially on holidays where a lot of things are closed down, like having a plan for those alternatives can actually empower you to be able to leave situations that are not great for you. And there's really no need for you to stay in. There can be so much guilt and pressure around the holidays to show up in a certain way, to interact in a certain way. And I believe taking your cycle into account and 
being conscientious and intentional around supporting yourself physically allows you to be present for the things you want to be present for and to be the best version of yourself and set yourself up for the best possible experience. It also empowers you in situations that are not great, that are toxic, that are unhealthy, that you're only there out of obligation to empower you to make intentional choices about whether or not you attend. And if you attend, like what are the boundaries around doing that? And then one more bonus thing to think about is alcohol consumption. Obviously, alcohol is not great for our bodies. It's not great for hormones. It's not great for sleep. And it is a burden on our body's ability to detox. That's just the way it is. That doesn't mean you can't choose to engage. Um, It's really about, again, that intentionality of saying, what is worth it? Is this experience worth it? Is this drink worth it? Is this moment worth it? And how I'm going into the next day. So for example, for me, if I knew that I was going to be like getting up at 4 a.m., going Black Friday shopping like after Thanksgiving, uh, which I'm not, but let's say I was, I would be very conscientious of that in terms of Thanksgiving, of how much I was going to drink. Because I know that for me personally, like alcohol really disrupts my sleep. At times it can help me fall asleep, um, but I will wake up frequently. I will have a hard time going back to sleep in the middle of the night. Then if I'm putting myself in a situation like Black Friday shopping, which I would need to be at like my best self in order to even just like get through that. And so really all of this comes back to that why again. You know, we talked about last week of figuring out like what do you want the holidays to feel like? And this is the same for thinking about going into events. Like what do you want to feel like before, during, and after these events? And how can you partner with your body to support your hormones and to support recovery so that you get the most fun with the least amount of side effects? And the beauty is you get to decide if you want to just live in the moment, then have that self-compassion and presence of mind in the aftermath to give yourself grace in that process. Or you might be a prepper and you want to optimize your hormone support leading up to throughout the event as well as in like post-event recovery to feel your best. And all of that is okay. You get to choose. And one thing that I think is so great is that when you're looking at a holiday season, you're looking at this like two to three month period of time. Your hormones are designed to rebalance themselves, to get back in order. Like that's what they want, right? Our bodies want homeostasis. Our hormones want to be balanced and want to be working cohesively. So having a couple months of being off your routine, um, whether it's in diet, exercise, sleep, like whatever, your body will get back on track as you go back into your normal routine. The other powerful thing about your cycle is that it will give you that real-time feedback. Like you will know if you went too hard and your body is not happy about it. And those are moments that you can then reflect on later and be like, was that worth it? In hindsight, it doesn't always have to be forward thinking because we don't always know. We, you may not have ever thought about your holidays in this way or, you know, a party in this way of its direct impact on like how you feel, not just that night or the next morning, but like that week. Or how it's going to cascade into future phases of your cycle. 
So if it's your first time thinking about that, like you get to play around with it. You get to experiment. You get to test it out and see like how sensitive is my body to these things. You might already know. You might already know that you're super sensitive to your hormones, to changes in your your routine. And for you, it might not be worth it to disrupt that on a large scale. But you may find that you're not that sensitive to certain things. And so you can handle that holiday season disruption without much negative impact to your cycle long-term or in the moment. And in that case, great. Even if you fall into that category, this awareness is so beneficial because a lot of times our sensitivity changes over time. Our sensitivity changes with age, with seasons of life, and just the stress that's added. We all have our own set of circumstances and just more holistic life like stressors and situations that we get to weigh out these options with. And hopefully a lot of the kind of tips and hacks that I shared today can help make that process feel less like a trade-off. This show is for every woman who has accepted pain and discomfort as inherent to being a woman or who has denied any part of themselves to make it or feel accepted. Women of reproductive age have been left out of a lot of research because our bodies and our hormones are considered too complicated. What is worse is this idea trickles down to education, leaving most women with very little information about how their bodies work. Not only are we not taught how our bodies work, but once you start asking questions, it is surprisingly difficult to find answers. I believe that every woman deserves to know how her body works, to recognize when symptoms arise, and to feel confident in her inner voice. Because the pain, the mood swings, and the hormones are not your problem. They're your body's messengers. I am here to confront and change narratives around being a woman, being hormonal, and yes, PMSing. I'm your host, Brianna Villegas, and welcome to My Hormone Rants.